How's it going, everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. I have my new season co-star with me, Eric Degatti, with One Human Performance. How's it going, Eric? It is going great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for joining in with us. So there's there's 10, there's a checklist of 10 things I use when I write your program. And so the first and most important one is your goal. And with that goal, it's, okay, what's going to be our goalpost? What's going to be our scoreboard? How how are you going to know if you got there? Is it something that you could do that you couldn't do? Um, you know, one of my, my clients, their goal was, I want to play around a round of golf without having to take a leap. That was his goal, right? Another one, maybe I want to be able to fit in this pair of jeans, or it may be that I want to, to be able to, to run this time in a, in a 5K, whatever it may be. And then once you have a clear and defined, you know, uh, finish line, now it's a matter of, okay, the next thing we're going to look at is time. Now there's the obvious logistics of time of how much time can I dedicate to exercise? And it's not as much as you think you need, right? These, the recommendations that we need an hour, you know, three times a week that the, that had been handed down have scared more people away from exercise than have brought people into it. Yeah. Um, Cause they figure if it's not an hour, then, cause now I got to go, I got to pack a gym bag. I'm going to drive. I got to can't find a spot at the gym. And then I get there and the machine I wanted was taken up and I got to be here an hour and I got to pick up the kids from soccer. You know what? I'm just going home. And that, that when really, if you could go for that 10 minute walk, if you could go jump rope for five minutes, if you could go and just do, you know, uh, some push-ups, you know, first thing in the morning or before bed or, or doing, you don't need to do as much as you think to make a significant, significant impact. Yeah, right. If he did, if he did 10 push-ups, it's 10 more push-ups than he did yesterday. Yeah. Um, build on so, top of that. <laughs> and then, and then the second thing with time is, is there's two types of people. There are the time where there's a deadline. All right. So if I have an NFL athlete, they're not going to push back camp because this guy is not ready. Yeah. Right. There's a deadline and they have to be ready by it. So, and the same could be said for, if you have a deadline of, I have this vacation or this wedding or this reunion, I have to get ready for the difference between that and the second person is that person, you know, they don't have a deadline, but you know, obviously the sooner the better um, is the, is what is the percentages. And here's what I mean by percentages. If you're the, the latter, you're the person you said, look, I'd, I'd like to get there sooner, but I don't have a deadline. I don't have a tryout. I don't have a, a season to get ready for. I don't have a, a specific date in mind. Then here's what I'm going to say. Let's make a deal. You're going to live by the 80-20 rule. And what I mean by that is if you follow everything I ask you to do 80% of the time, the other 20% you can, you can mess around, up, and, right? Yeah. So, so if it's your diet and you're supposed to eat, you know, three, four meals a day that works out to somewhere between 25 and 30 meals in your week, that gives you four or five meals. You can use, you know, you can falter and have your pizza or ice cream or whatever your vice is. Cause one that makes it so it's not as, in, it's not as, uh, scary to say, you know what, anything I I'm have a hankering for that I really want, it's only the worst thing it is, is five days away from, from getting that, right? Or if I'm in a situation where it's a social setting and I'm at work and they're ordering food in, I don't want to sit in the corner and like suck on an ice cube. I'm going to just have that and be that one of my, I always used to say, you wake up every Monday with, you know, five magic tickets and you use those tickets sparingly. Don't go out for, you know, waffles and ice cream on Monday morning. Use them sparingly when you get in situations that you can't control and you don't want to be ostracized for, for not eating with the group. Use one of your tickets and don't worry about it. It's okay, right? There's a great expression I saw a, a medical doctor posted the other day. He said, you know, I ate a lot of fast food when I was younger, and I'm pretty sure it had a, a, a poor impact on my health. And he says, now I eat fast food every once in a while, and I'm pretty sure it has no impact on my health. 
right? So um, with that, you kind of manage those tickets. And if you get to Saturday night and you have a couple tickets in your pocket, then go out for dinner and enjoy yourself. Yeah. And the same thing goes for the exercise. If I'm asking you to do exercise five, six days a week and you get four or five, that's still a win. I'll take that. And then if we're not getting there fast enough, we just change the percentage and say, well, let's cut that down to 10% margin of error. Um, and so that's going to be, and that's way more than people think. They think, well, that's reasonable. But then you actually, if they actually journal the food, they realize, wow, that's, I'm like 50, 50 at best. Yeah, right. Um, um, and they look at their exercise and realize, well, I only got two workouts in this week. I was supposed to do four. Um, that's not 80, 20. Um, so it's really just a matter of the percentages and you kind of get back what you put into it, but it doesn't have to be this overwhelming hour a day commitment. It's little bites. It's, it's little things that, that make a huge, huge impact. Um, and it's making those choices. Like I said, stairs versus the escalator, Yeah. you know, water versus water versus the, the ice, you know, ice cream, $8 coffee that you may be getting. They all add up over time. Exactly. And, you know, those little bites are important and you take them in little bites, but then reinforce them, make it habit, then start building up the other ones. You know, if you have too many little bites and you're focused on everything, but you never get in in like a routine, it's just, you're just going to fall apart again. So. And then here's where the real art comes in is to understand is that we are a dynamic mosaic of floating cells that are changing every single second that we're sitting here and that the stressors on those cells change day by day, right? You have days you're on vacation and days where everything goes wrong and then you have everything in between. And so understand that, that there's that stress um, people think of automatically as a bad thing and it can be if it's distress, but there's also eustress, which is hormetic stress, which is good stress that we actually get better from, right? And if you were to sit down and look at exercise in a, in a silo, and I, I, I take this from Lane Norton was talking about this on a podcast and saying, you know, it elevates your blood pressure, it elevates your heart rate, it does it, these physiological, this physiological damage to your cells. And you look at that and say, well, why would anybody want to do that? But it's, it's the most powerful it's more powerful than any drug that we could ever manufacture. Um, and so because of that, you have to learn how to dose that stress just like you would a drug. And so yeah. there are certain days where you can handle more and there are certain days where you can handle less and understanding the grand scheme of things and where it fits in um, is now becoming one of the, probably the biggest trends in professional sports, which is now trickling down to the, to the, weekend warrior into the avid fitness person where they're tracking their stress, wearing things like aura rings, or they're wearing whoop straps, or they're using things like a Morpheus or their Apple watch or things like that, which is tracking your heart rate variability. It's tracking your resting heart rate, your sleep, all these things. Cause that all comes into play where now that is understanding a bigger piece where if we look at the stress of exercise, that's seeds, right? Those are the seeds we plant. You and your your environment, based on all those stressors, you're creating the soil, and that soil is either more or less fertile based on your activities. So you get great sleep, you're hydrated, you eat great healthy foods, and and you keep your stress to a minimum, and all those things. You're giving me a lot of good fertile soil that I can plant those seeds in, and I may be able to be more aggressive in my farming of of, of that soil um, based on the environment you give me to work with. But if you're lacking sleep and you're lacking uh, nutrition and, and you're totally stressed out, 
there might even be, I'm, I'm rolling these seeds out into concrete and it may not do anything and it may actually make it worse because there's just, you're now I got a mess of bunch of seeds on the sidewalk. And so people don't understand that. And so being able to adapt that, that it's not all go, it's not all stop, that it's somewhere in between that some days you just need to, you need to, need to go need for a, a walk, do some, do some, go for, but being a break doesn't necessarily mean sit on the couch. Yeah. A break may mean go for a walk. A break may mean doing some breathing and meditating. Uh, a break may mean just doing some mobility work for 10 minutes. And that will actually improve my recovery more so than sitting on the couch where I can, if I go for a walk, it's, it's one of the best physiological recovery mechanisms I can have um, or things like a sauna or any of these things will actually boost your recovery. So that day where you're feeling lousy, doing one of these, these active interventions can actually kind of bring you back to baseline. Um, Cause you alluded to before is that everything is, is regulated by this master system or autonomic nervous system. Right. And to make it really simple for people, it's called the autonomic nervous system because people thought that you couldn't control it. It was just automatic because most of it is right. That's what it, it regulates your blood pressure, your heart rate, your all your all these different things. And so there's two sides of it. There's your sympathetic fight or flight. And then there's your parasympathetic, which is your rest and recover. And um, that's there to protect us. That's there because if a, if a tiger walked in the room right now, it's, well, I want to get my heart rate up. I want to get, I want all, uh, adrenaline. <laughs> it's I, because I'm going to either have dinner or be dinner and it's going to get figured out pretty quickly. Yep. Um, and so the problem is now is that not that we, is that we never get to that tent, right? That, that intense exercise we talked about earlier is that we, we need that to a certain extent. Um, but the problem is, it's, is that we don't get there. And then we ever never, we also never get back to two or three. We die in, on us on, on, on stillness from Tim Ferriss. We die at a simmering six, right? Where we just have this low level stress of our boss and our spouse and our kids and the traffic and everything else and, and social media and keeping the news on this low level stress, which is just ticking at us and, and poking us all day. It's not enough that it's whacking you over the head with a hammer. Yeah. And it's not caressing you on the back. It's just enough that that agitation wears us down. And, and yeah, so, you never get a, you never calm the nervous system down in that situation. So we would be best served if we can learn, get ourselves adaptable enough that we can get to a 10 where you can, you can sprint and you can climb and you can, um, and you can lift heavy things and carry things and you can do get to it a, a nine or a 10. And then you also have to be able to have the ability to, to breathe properly and to, to, to move, you know, slowly and methodically enough that you can reset your, your, your brain and body down to a two. Yeah. You know, the other thing I was thinking about is if someone's going through their fitness journey. I think of it like a ladder, you know, you're going up the ladder, you're most likely going to be slow and steady and very careful. Um, but you'd be surprised as you get higher and higher and higher, you know, especially with motivation and help of a personal trainer and professional, you, you start hitting these challenges and markers that, you know, you're hitting your goals. You start getting, it's like something changes in you. You start getting more motivated. You're more excited to hit these things. And it's now it's just compounding and, you know, sky's the limit after that. It's just the very first beginning part is where everyone fails because it's so hard to, you know, rev that engine up and calm that nervous system down. But, that, you know, that's why there's professionals like you and podcasts like mine to just keep educating people. You know, you just, you just got to get off the couch 
and start. So yeah, I mean that's overcoming inertia. That's that's um, that first step is the the the, um, the conquest, and we're intimidated by that because we think it's got to be sixty minutes. We think it's got to be that I have to 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 keep up with the yoga instructor in the front of the room, and it's not that. It's it's being able to recognize that today is a win. And that if I come back tomorrow, that's that's the biggest win that I want to have. Exactly. Uh, how do people get a hold of you? You uh, you have a website, social media. What's the what's the best way to get in contact with you? Uh, I am on social media, and as I am part of your demographic, it is not my sweet spot as much. Um, so that's an admitted flaw. Even though you can find me everywhere, Instagram, or Facebook, or any of those at, at Eric Degatti, and it's uh, E-R-I-C, uh, D-A-G-A-T-I. And then if you go to the same website, which is www.ericdegatti.com, what I put on there, since I go out and teach so much and do these, these types of things, is I have a, a forum in there where you can ask Eric right on the homepage, where if you, um, if you just write a question there, it goes directly to my email box, and I'll get back to you within, within a day or two with any of your fitness or training-related uh, questions. Great. Awesome. And I'll also put all those details in the written form on uh, on the podcast show as well. So they can just click on the links. But uh, thanks, Eric, for uh, joining us today. And we'll we'll catch you on other episodes. That would be awesome. This has been fun.